Hey, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. That's right. Our friends at AdCraft USA have stepped up their game to become the presenting sponsors of our podcast and live show. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping, and helping your customers if they have questions so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com and adcraftwebstores.com. All right, guys, tonight we have for you Carol head coach Troy Purcell. Coach, how's it going tonight? Great, Corey. How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing well. I've been wanting to ask... So we've been at, you know, getting getting views of teams that played in fall, teams that played in spring, um, and getting everybody's opinion. But the frontier was a little different this year. Not only did y'all start in spring, but y'all started really late on in the year. What was it like being the last to start? Were you just like itching and ready to go by the time you finally got to kick off? Yeah, for sure. You know, we were, um, you know, it's constantly working out and constantly in the weight room and, you know, you're building, you know, the strength and the workouts, knowing you're going to have a payday once you get out to the field and you get to play some ball. And so it was definitely different, you know, for our guys to keep them motivated and keep them encouraged and, and not knowing, you know, we lost a lot of seniors in the fall that graduated in December. And then he said, coach, man, I, I just, I, I got to move on. And, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if we're even going to play. There's no guarantee. Uh, if you can tell me there's a guarantee, we'll stay. But if there's no guarantee, I got to move on with life because I get stuff set up. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was definitely, you know, different. I think we had eight different schedules when it was all over with on, uh, <laughs> on who we were going to play and when. And so uh, we were just fortunate to be able to, you know, get into the, uh, get into the season, you know, and, and uh, I we were, you know, again, very fortunate. There were some teams that didn't get that opportunity, you know, by, uh, you know, their state laws or whatever. So, uh, again, we're just very fortunate. Now, it was a little bit of a different schedule. It was only a four-game schedule for y'all. Uh, two home, two away, playing everybody once. What was that like going into that game against College of Idaho, knowing that not only do you have to win, but because of how close everything is, you've got to make a certain score in order to move on. Yeah, definitely. You know, we uh, didn't play as well as we wanted to down at the Eastern game. And, uh, you know, then uh, College of Idaho played Eastern really, really well. So, again, it came down to the defensive points scored against your team during the season. And, uh, yeah, so we needed to uh, at least we had to beat College of Idaho, and they we couldn't let them score, I think, more than 34 points <laughs> so um so number one was just you know trying to find a way to win and and uh you know be at your best when your best is needed and that our guys really stepped up and they really you know played well and there was a lot of a lot of first this last you know this spring is you know true freshmen's getting a lot of time and redshirt freshmen getting a lot of time and you know even our sophomores and juniors and you know some of the seniors you know it was it was it was a great opportunity to get some live reps and so uh, yeah, no, that it was it was definitely different. That's that's a point that you bring up. Uh, you know, you had these freshmen on campus for an increased amount of time. They're getting in the in the playbook and getting all of those reps in practice before they actually have to to go live. 
Um, talk about the difference that those youngsters made and how they grew as opposed to a normal season. No, definitely. You know, those poor redshirt freshmen came in. Uh, you know, they had a season. There, you know, they were true freshmen at that time. Had a season, then they were jumping into spring ball, and that's when you usually develop your freshmen because you, you know, a lot of times they don't come in and play right away. And so, when COVID hit, and then they couldn't play in the spring, that you know, there was a there was a class there that didn't get a you know a lot of playing time to get you know dialed into the uh, you know to the playbook. And so, and then the following fall comes around, then you bring another freshman group in. So now you got a a true freshman group and a redshirt freshman group that's never played. You know that hasn't had a lot of game time experience, and then you know then you push that back into the uh, you know into the spring, and uh, wow, what a what a great opportunity for those guys to get live reps right right away. Uh, as a freshman coming in, a true freshman, you know, in the fall, uh, it was kind of like a spring ball, so they got a chance to really deep dive the playbook, you know, our offense, defensive playbook and learning schemes, you know, uh, a lot of times those two freshmen, when they first come in, like I said before, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're on scout teams. And so they don't really get a good feel of the offense defense. So uh, there was an advantage, you know, we had 20 days of fling ball, we called it, you know, kind of a fall spring. <laughs> Again, those uh, true freshmen, redshirt freshmen, and our, you know, we had a new defensive coordinator coming in and, and uh, so it was, it was a great opportunity to get, you know, tuned up a little bit. And then, you know, and again, live reps are live reps. You, you can't put a price on those. It's uh, those are hard to, you know, to simulate. And so, uh, you know, again, those never before there's many this many freshmen and <laughs> redshirt freshmen played in games and, and got that experience. So it's for them on this situation, it was pretty neat. You said you had a new defensive coordinator in quote unquote 2020. But defense was really the calling card for Carroll uh, throughout your season. Um, you have all conference selections at all three levels of your defense. And in the end, it that defense um, is is what got you um, got you into the playoffs from the frontier. Talk about what you've got coming back on that D and what really excites you about them in 2021. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, we, we lost one person, you know, on the playoff team that we brought to uh, Morningside, we lost Nate McGree, you know, our middle linebacker there, and he's unbelievable captain and just an outstanding player, and uh, so that's encouraging, you know, so we, we got just about everybody back with a few more, you know, with some great issues and this and that that we couldn't play in the spring because they couldn't get the fall semester figured out. So there'll be a few more add-ons there, but, you know, Garrett Kocap on the defensive line is, a, you know, to me he's a Division One type player, and he, uh, you know, he, he was explosive, you know. So I, I'm going to say our defensive front should be really, really good, very, very, um, you know, experienced now with uh, Garrett Warden, Jake Walk, Jake, uh, uh, Corbin Walker, Garrett Kocap, um uh, Trent Durfee, you know, the, all those guys got a lot of time in there, and so, and they're all coming back, so it's it's pretty encouraging, pretty fun. Uh, Colin Sassano, uh, he was one of our starting linebackers a year ago, and uh, he blew his Achilles in our play, uh, right during the uh, during a practice time, so it's encouraging that he'll be able to come back, and and he'll be, you know, he, he's a hungry kid, you know, and uh, Tucker Jones will play that linebacker position also. Uh, you got Tom Robitaille that's going to be coming back. Uh, Rex Irby, 
Uh, he's been playing that stud position, and he's been our team captain and coming back at the outside linebacker position. Uh, we got some uh, T.J. Abrahams at the safety position with uh, Dawson Zebart. Uh, those two guys got a lot of experience now. Um, we had a true freshman start two years ago, so I guess he's a you know a redshirt sophomore uh, or a sophomore this year. Uh, that's going to gain a year in, in Zach Spiroff, and he'll be playing a corner position. And so, uh, again, a lot of we're young, you know, we're a young group. And again, hats off to Coach Nurse and, and Coach Bandalo and Coach Anderson, and and uh, you know, finding a way to you know uh, develop and implement the defense in a, in a quick manner. And uh, you know, they did, they did a great job. You know, those kids played very very well. Uh, you know, I think we played it very well in the, in the whole, you know what I mean? you got to play good special teams to play good defense. you got to play good offense to play good special teams. you got to play, you know, and everything goes hand in hand. You know, if you get a kickoff return to the one-yard line every time, um, you know, and, and uh, you score, <laughs> you know, that shows that the offense got, you know, 14 points. Well, it was really the special team. So, uh, to me, everything builds on everything else. And so, uh, it's definitely a team game. But, you know, when it came to crunch time, uh, in the red zone down there, the defense really stepped up and really played well. And again, just very fortunate for uh, you know our defensive coordinator uh, having his first year and having the success. And and he's a hungry man, you know, and uh, uh, he wants to uh, be the best he can be and continue to improve. And he's really put the guys in a good spot. On the other side of the ball, you know, Matthew Burgess behind that offensive line where you have two returning offensive selections uh, in Carter and, and Meacham there. The identity is really about the ground game. Talk to me about um, taking the next step offensively in this coming year. Yeah, you know, we lost a couple of seniors. You know, we would have had them in the fall, but they decided to graduate, you know, kind of a blow the top off. Shane Sipes, honorable mention, all, you know, uh, All-American receiver that uh, and Joe Ferris uh, was another person that didn't come back. But, uh, yeah, so um, – you know, and, and Alex Hoffman and Tanner Steele, you know, those two. Uh, Tanner Steele was a true freshman, you know, that played. And uh, Hoffman had an opportunity. You know, he ended up going and getting a tryout and signed with uh, the New Orleans Saints and, uh, you know, had an experience down there and decided to go off into med school instead of, you know, moving forward with that. But, uh, yeah, well, one, first of all, those two are going to be hard to replace. Those uh, two special guys that have been in the program a long time. Uh, captains, you know, and, and just uh, unbelievable people. So, um, yeah, so the run game, you know, Matt Burgess uh, did an exceptional job. He's been, a, you know, a bright spot, kind of a once-every-10-year type of running back that uh, is very, very explosive. And, uh, you know, for a redshirt freshman coming in last year, to have this opportunity to get another season into is very beneficial for, for him and for us, you know, and, uh, again, very explosive. Uh, yeah, Andrew Carter did a great job at the center position. You know, he was a young in there. And then uh, Hunter Meekham got a little bit of time two years ago, and so he got a lot of time this last year. Uh, Sebastian Cook will be another person in there fighting for those positions. He was a starter last year at guard. And then uh, uh, then uh, Jaden Lamb, so he's another one that's going to step up. And, again, we got some old with some young, but there's a lot more young than old, I guess, uh, you know, with those guys graduating. So we're going to be pretty young in that in that area on the offensive line. But, you know, we're those guys are hungry. And they're, um, you know, and they believe in Burgess and Blueprint. And, and there are other running backs with Duncan Craft and, and Baxter Tuggle. 
and uh, Brendan Crawford, you know, along with Burgess there, filling up that backfield. And, and uh, you know, they believe. And so um, everybody believes in each other. You're going to have a positive result. So talk to me about getting back to the top of the frontier. It was the first time that Carroll had represented the Frontier Conference, um, you know, as, as its winner in, in the playoffs since 2014. Um, talk to me about getting back to what probably most Carroll fans think is their rightful position. <laughs> yeah, hey, every year, you know, I like I said, we were around the office and stuff, and I happen to be part of, you know, some championships back in the 80s. You know, we didn't lose a conference game, won four conference championships, and went to the semis. You know, so, yeah, so the expectations are high. You know, there's been the last two head coaches there went to the Hall of Fame. You know, Coach Petrino was there for 28 years, Coach Van Dees for 20 years. You know, you're talking 43 conference championships and six national championships. And so it was it was exciting to be able to get a conference championship on the board to make it um, – know uh, 44 which is uh, you know really exciting for our team and and uh, be able to produce a winning season and win a conference championship and get in the playoffs and so yeah so the expectations you know we knew it we feel you feel it um, you know and we would expect nothing else but to you know to put the best effort out there and to, to be successful and so um, you know the legacy is there we just got to continue to build on it um, we don't live in the past but we definitely don't forget the past you know what I mean because there were some outstanding teams and uh, it's hard to compare this team to another team you know that happened in different eras and different times and and uh, so but again we're, we're a today mentality win this rep mentality and and uh, and I told the seniors again this morning, you know, when we did a workout, I said, this is your year now. The last year is over with. And, and it was great. You know, congratulations. But, you know, it's time to, you know, how do you want to be remembered? And because uh, this is the new season, this is the new team. And, and uh, expectations are high. And uh, we need to, you know, be at your best when your best is needed and step up to the challenge. So, uh, but they bought in, you know, they're, they're, they were hungry. You know, after that Morningside game, they understood that uh, we got to raise the bar, you know, and, uh, and get better as a total program because, uh, you know, they we were out coached, we were out played, you know. So I think everybody, you know, got a good feel. And, you know, I don't think the score kind of dictated how the game went with a couple of, you know, foo bars here and there. But, uh, um, no, it was definitely, you know, a great learning for us also as a total, total program to get in the playoffs. 2020 was weird for a lot of reasons. But for the Frontier, for, for y'all, and playing a four-game set, you play everybody – once that is way out of uh, the the normal idiom for for the frontier how weird was it knowing that you didn't have to have anything in your back pocket you weren't seeing these guys again when you play oh for sure you know and uh, you know a lot of teams coming back and, you're, and then again you don't know who you're gonna get and who you're not i mean rocky mountain ended up having a whole bunch of you know jc or transfer type kids coming in so we were going Whoa, <laughs> you know, there was a, so there's some different roster changes for sure on that part of it. But yeah, so I guess it just made those games that much more important knowing that, you know, you only get one chance, you know, you don't get another one and there's not a lot of, it just made more, I guess, weight to every game you played. You know what I mean? So, um, so we had to be, you had to be on, you had to be play at your best. It was, it was definitely different than playing people twice. On the other end of things, there are some teams that you're going to face this year that you haven't seen now in a couple of years. How do you, how do you adjust that? You haven't seen their, you haven't seen their kids or their development during that time. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, we have Montana Western coming in. Coach Norris does a great job over there. And, uh, you know, they'll be ready. they got a great team coming back of what was, like you said, you know, what was going to happen, you know, in the fall. So it just depends on how many more transfers they had coming in, how many people decided to move on out of the program. And so, uh, um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be exciting, you know, uh, Western at home at their place. So it's, or, you know, at their place. So it should be, it should be exciting. And, and, uh, you know, that, that's the first team. Then the second team is, you know, Montana tech and, and coach Sampson's first year there. So, um, there's two teams there that didn't play in the fall are in the spring. And so, yeah, so there'll be, um, you know, th- there'll be some coaching on the run in those games for sure. So I've been kind of asking everybody this to kind of get an idea of how everybody is handling all of this. You know, we, we talked about last year, you know, as, as we went through what was an absolutely interminable spring and summer in 2020, where it was so long, now the rubber band snaps back and you're having to figure out how to fit in your normal spring ball and summer workouts and all of this stuff into a compressed schedule. How are y'all making do with the time that you have? You know, there's a, there is a, you do feel a sense of urgency, but when you look at it, we just pretty much had an extra month, I guess, of spring ball, you know, kind of in a way. And we're fortunate that we came out very, very healthy. And so, and then with those live game experiences, you know, no spring ball can, you know simulate that so uh, so once the guys graduate and in may and then school is out then a lot of our guys go home for two or three weeks you know anyway in a normal year and this year was no no different so uh we ended up you know they, a lot of those guys went home uh then some of them got back here a little bit quicker but you know we got a few guys here kicking around and, and uh kind of june 1st is kind of our normal time when we start getting about half the team back and then and then july you know right after fourth of july we kind of get another you know half or quarter of the team right in there so we're just about we have everybody you know in in, in july and so it's going to be very consistent that way um what we lost a little bit i guess is you know the weight room time and and putting on mass and size during the, uh, you know, the winter months while we were having spring ball and then in the, you know, at the, uh, that part of it, you know what I mean? I, I think for the conditioning part of it, uh, we felt it a little bit. Um, but I, I really do feel we're right back on schedule. We're right back where we need to be, um, you know, eight weeks ago, but we're just having to be starting earlier also, you know, usually you start August 12th, you know, right in there sometime, I think, uh, 19 or whatever the last time we played um i think we had about three days and then school started well this year we're gonna we start uh football august 5th and then we uh have classes starting august 20th and so uh or 23rd i think is what it is and then uh, so there's we have 20 days you know right in there something like that before school even starts and so uh that part will be different so like again so it's kind of a a spring season with a little bit more competitive, you know, uh, you know, games and then uh, losing a little bit of weight room time. And then again, a, a fall schedule that starts a little bit earlier. And so, um, but I, I feel good. I mean, the guys feel good, I think right now. And, and again, knock on wood, we didn't have any major injuries this, you know, last, uh, you know, uh, during, you know, competitive spring. And uh, 
Uh, we're just fortunate to be able to get back into the fall and get to a normal season. So this, this would be fun for the guys. Well, Coach, appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Looking forward to, to looking at what Carol and the rest of the Frontier has to offer uh, come this fall. I'm I'm just I'm ready to have an actual normal normal season. I, I having this spring season was nice. Was a little weird, but I'm looking forward to, to getting back and having that national championship in the in uh, December and getting back to kind of life as normal. Yeah, no, for sure. I think you and the rest of the world are are ready and and uh, you know and again keeping people safe was number one most important but i think we're you know we kind of got you know we punched this thing in the mouth a little bit and so uh you know i think we can continue to move forward and, and good things are going to happen so but i really appreciate your time Corey, and uh you know i wish you the best and and uh you know let's let's get to this next year and hopefully we're talking again about great things that you know carol football is doing and what the program was doing thanks coach we hope you enjoyed this episode of the naif ball podcast powered by adcraft usa Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast and to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com forward slash N-A-I-A-F-Ball and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.